in a world of bus schedules and business calls, sidestep into a realm of Koigyu casting in Klingons. Okay, people, get your geek on. Hi everyone, it's August 14th, 2016, and you're listening to episode 110, take two, of Knit One Geek 2. I'm Karen! I'm Maggie! And we're coming to you from the... Sidelines of the Olympics! Where bitches get, get shit done! done. <laughs> oh my god, the news about the Olympics and all of the kick-ass women in it is amazing. Yes, and we will get into that later. Yes, we will. We will get into that. And yes, we're still alive, by the way. Yes, we're not dead! Despite... Rumors of our deaths have been grandly exaggerated. exaggerated. I did make it out of Florida. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. So this has been a summer. Sweet Jesus, this has been a summer. (laughs) Oh my god, you guys. So the last episode we did record... Yes, a couple months ago. And it got eaten. Yeah. Well, like, first... We recorded the episode and then, like, my college courses basically, like, ate every moment of the day that I had that wasn't work. Because work ate every other moment of the day. <laughs> Holy shit, I don't know why, what I was thinking, taking two courses during the summer when we were busy as hell. And then the computer literally ate it, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, li- it literally is gone. Yeah. Then, like, what was it, like a week ago, two weeks ago now? I was... It was the last day you could try to upgrade to Windows 10 because I do tech stuff at work, like helping patrons with tech stuff. I figured I should probably upgrade to Windows 10 from Windows 7, so I had some experience with it. Upgraded to Windows 10, found out that HP was no longer making drivers for my computer because I bought it like four months before the cutoff date for when they were making drivers for it to, that would allow Windows 10 to work properly. So my computer wouldn't go into sleep mode or hibernate mode or shut down properly. So I'm like, okay, I'll revert to Windows 7. Computer's not booting. And it's still not booting. (laughs) And I need to wipe everything and reinstall Windows 7. And my backup, which is supposed to continually backup every time I make a change and add a file, didn't backup anything after February of 2015. Which is a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, like a year and a half ago. So needless to say, I was not a happy camper. Fair enough. Thankfully, I was able to do a backup um, using the HP built-in backup stuff before I wiped the drive. I was able to do a backup of my documents and my pictures. So everything, I've got documents and pictures after February 2015, which is the important thing. Because I would have been super pissed if I lost a whole bunch of stuff I did for school or, you know fic that I had been writing, Mm -hmm. or, like, photos that I had taken Mm -hmm. Yep. in that meantime. Like, all of last year's Rhinebeck photos. But the thing I couldn't get it to save because it won't let you select specific files to back up, just a type of file, was music. So I'm going to have to, I still haven't done it because I just have not had the time, I'm going to have to re-download all my music from iTunes that I've bought the last year and a half. And unfortunately, that also included a bunch of podcast (laughs) stuff. Including the last episode we recorded. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh my god. Well. The summer's fired. It has fired so hard. Especially because it feels like fire out there. Holy yeah, crap. Yeah, that's true. We've been in a drought for three months. Yes. And we're in a fire department has issued fire bans. So you know all of those um, 
campfires and during the summer that people do weenie roasts on and do yeah. marshmallow roasts on and things like that. Nope. We have not allowed. Period. Not allowed. We were not allowed to have fireworks for Canada Day. So people did anyway. But yeah, well, people are stupid everywhere. Moments later, I heard sirens, which probably was the cops <laughs> going to bust their asses. But yeah, we have been in a drought. And yeah. you know it's bad when what just showed up on your computer? Oh, the, uh, I'll probably, I might even, we were recording at the time, so I might even pop it in. I just saw a little uh, special weather statement, like the little thing blinking on my taskbar from the Weather Network saying, oh my god, there's some sort of warning or something. Special weather statement came up saying that, oh my god, it's going to rain tomorrow. <laughs> like, actually rain. It's like, you know it's bad when they're like, holy shit, rain. We obviously live somewhere on one of the barren planets in a, you know our solar system yeah it also hasn't helped this last week because the last few days it has literally been like with the humidity it's felt like 45 degrees celsius which is like a hundred and fifteen fifteen degrees fahrenheit something like that lots of fun yeah it's been like it, it's those days where like literally i'd be like do i even have change to get a drink from the vending machine vending machine at one of the locations i work at instead of you know taking the five minute walk to the corner store because literally, like, I do not want to spend five minutes outside. Oh, yeah, I know. It's like, nope. That sort of heat where you're, you're opening up the oven to check on the pizza and the heat just whacks you in the face. That oh, the sort of heat where you don't use the oven because, dear God. That No, that's what it feels like yeah. when you walk outside. Yeah. Is that you open the oven and stuck your head in to check on the pizza. Yeah, except more damp. Yeah. So, summer sucks and I want it to be fall right now. We all want it to be fall. Especially since Bath and Body Works has started putting out their new fall yes. stands. Yes. <laughs> just... I haven't had a chance to go there yet, but when I do, I'm just going to be standing there sniffing the candles for like 20 minutes. And being like, if I keep smelling this, I'm, I can pretend it's not 100 degrees outside. I can pretend I'll walk outside and be nice and cool and leaves will be falling. I don't want to melt anymore. <laughs> so, in the midst of this heat and everything, there has still been adventures in knitting. Yes, there have quite been. surprisingly. Literally adventures in my case. Yeah. Because I went to Florida. Yes, in, in the middle heat. of summer. In the, yeah, that was not my idea. <laughs> You know that was not my idea. That was your mother's idea. <laughs> okay, so when last seen, uh, sort of like the intrepid knitter was going south of the border and making a brave incursion south yeah, of the border. Yeah, so my mother decided that it was time. Basically, we don't know how many times we're all going to be able to have the same sort of time for family vacations in the summer. Three Especially as everybody is spread out across the globe at this across point. Across the globe. And um, the boy, the elfling is now nine years old. It's mm -hmm. high time he get himself to Disney. Mm -hmm. I'm like, great, send a box, I'll ship him down. Um, <laughs> poke some air holes, yeah, poke give some him a couple hole. peanut butter sandwiches, there you go. And he's fine. My mother dictates, because so many of my family members are in the school system, mm -hmm. we had to do it in the summer. That was when the vacation time was, so I was sort of outbid, so to speak. Mm -hmm. This also happened for my wedding, because I wanted yeah. a Christmas-themed wedding, mm -hmm. and that was just, like, axed right at the beginning. She knows Christmas holidays are a thing, right? Yeah. You know, like, from school? I tried to suggest going to Disney at Christmas time, and yeah, that that just... I didn't apparently never even said it out loud, because they just kept going. <laughs> so, or even Halloween. So, uh, the family, all three generations... My parents, my two brothers, my sister-in-law, and my little family all met up in Orlando, Florida, the end of July. Yeah. Now, since we were going anyways, we tacked on some days ahead, and the husband, we 
we decided to go and visit the husband's hometown, Savannah, Georgia, also where I went to university, Savannah College of Art and Design. I think it's now called International University of the Arts, whatever. It's always called SCAD to me. And um, we got to go see what's changed and what's not changed and have some real Southern... I swear, within the first 24 hours of being there, I was called darling, ma'am, honey, sweetie, sugar, all at breakfast. (laughs) Yep, I'm in the South again. We had sweet tea, we had biscuits, we did not have biscuits and gravy, we didn't get that far. Um, but we did have real, real, real seafood. Not just red lobster, but real seafood. Mm, biscuits and gravy. And yeah, but it was hot. Holy <laughs> sweet mother of biscuits. It was hot. <laughs> L- like Yeah, real hot. So, and after that, we drove down to Orlando, met up with everybody else at the vacation house, and there ensued the trips to three Disney theme parks and then Universal Studios. Mm-hmm. And the heat involved in all of them because we were carrying backpacks and cameras and whatever you bought that day. And yeah, I consider it a parental victory that the Elfling and I being gingers made it out without sunburns. Woo! And that is largely because... We probably drank our net worth in water <laughs> over several several times over. And yeah, because we could drink your weight in water and then sweat it out in the yeah, next Yeah, pretty much. I can, two hours. We were double fisting water bottles, and I can chug a water bottle easily now. <laughs> I can do it. Uh, I was reapplying sunblock every two hours. Every bit, I mean, I love my Mickey ears, but they had no brim on them, so they had to come off. Yeah. Um... Wearing hats and bouncing from shadow to shadow, shade to shade, <laughs> basically is what it was. Oh, great, more water. Put it, literally, even though thing was doing this, pouring it over the head and then putting my hat back on. Wow. Like, yeah. literally. And I will never forget this. We decided, we, we stayed for one fireworks display and that was the Magic Kingdom. And I'm actually glad we stayed because they're now stopping the Electric Light Parade. Yeah. October's going to be the end. Yeah. So I'm actually glad we actually stayed for that one. So he got one big fireworks experience. Mhm. But the problem is after that everybody leaves all, all at, the, at same the same time. time. Yes. And the average population at one of those parks is 20,000 people. Yeah. All leaving at the same time. Yeah. It took us 3 hours to get home. Yeah. So we, we ain't doing that again. So we decided we would leave before the fire. I mean, it was really, really loud for, and my child is high functioning autistic. So sometimes Mm -hmm. loud noises were a problem. So we just decided, you know what? He's seen the fireworks display. Henceforth, we leave after the dinner situation Mm -hmm. and get home while everybody else is setting up for the final fireworks. Yeah. And that way we get out ahead of the crowds. We actually get home at a decent hour, yada, yada, yada. Well, trying to leave Epcot, and he decides, I've got to sit down. My legs are so tired. And I'm like, you did, no, if you sit down, you're not getting back <laughs> this up. This is not an option, honey. I have not left a man behind. <laughs> so that's when I decide I'm picking him up. Now, the nine-year-old is almost as tall as I am. I am piggybacking him. And my husband says, are you really okay? No, it's great. I It's training for Taekwondo. I am... S- I am tired, I am hot, but I am hydrated, and I can do this. <laughs> and hiking him along, and he's like, Mom, you smell. That's sweat. No shit, get out. And Deal that's because of you. So after you don't want to smell? You don't want to smell it? Walk. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, 
So after that, he got piggybacked by dad because dad was wearing two shirts. <laughs> one was a sweat catcher and one was just a pretty shirt on top. So anyways, <laughs> yes. See, by the time we were at our fourth park, which was Universal Studios specifically for Harry Potter Land. Yes. I would be content to find a corner in Diagon Alley in the shade and just sit mm -hmm. and be there. And that's it. But damn it, my parents kept saying, what do you want to do? Oh, God. And I'm like, the, the do part. I don't want to do anything. The I don't do want to part move. is sitting on my ass. But the thing is that you're in, you paid all this money to get into the parks. You have to make it worth it. Yeah. You have to do the do. So we go and we, we find all the things that we can do. <laughs> I will. But some of them were cool. Like they were. Some of them were awesome. And I will. I have found a new life goal. Yes. There is a fountain outside of the Sinbad show, and right before the Sinbad show, there's an operator that manu that manually uh, interacts using the fountain. I mm. mean, he he can see everybody talking to it, and he has conversations. The fountain has conversations with the people surrounding it, and can <laughs> squirt water at different people. <laughs> I want to be that operator. <laughs> and he asked my son, where are you from? And he said, Canada. Oh, that's why I can't understand you. I don't speak Canadaese. Rimshot. And then he starts playing Oh Canada. And the fountain just blossoms over as it's playing Oh Canada. <laughs> and of course the kids are all right. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> he asked another, another, where are you from? New York. Oh, New York. And he starts, it's starts spreading the, the news. Yeah. And I'm like, that's cool. I, I don't know where it, he's got to be in an air-conditioned, you know, audio vault somewhere. Yes. And I'm like, that's my job. That's my life goal now. <laughs> and he can send out squirts individually. He said, hey, Aiden, are these guys with you? Squirt. Squirt. Hey, where are you going? Squirt. <laughs> like, my son was soaked head to toe. Squishy shoes and all. Oh, God. To the point where, where we were trying to ride back on the Hogwarts Express back and forth between the two locations and I'm, I'm like taking off my the extra shirt and so that he could sit on the train seat without soaking it and his, <laughs> because it's air conditioned his he's now soaking wet and air conditioned and his his chin is trembling because he's cold like, you can't win can you bud butterbeer by the way very good and aiden got to do the special one thing yes because in Ollivander's. They take you in for the wand experience. You can go in, like, in groups of 20. Mm -hmm. And there is somebody there, obviously a wizard, mm -hmm. who will explain about Ollivanders and how long they've been open. And, mm -hmm. and he pulls somebody from the crowd. And they go through the whole experience the same as Harry did, where yeah, they're like, handed a wand, give it a wave. Oops, that's, that's not right. And my son got chosen! It was awesome! It was so awesome. And just and the third time, when he was handed the third wand, and the, the sound effects of the wind, and then the hair rustling, and the light happened, and the audio effects, and my son just stood there and was looking around going, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa. And I just leaned against my husband going, that was worth everything. <laughs> everything we paid to get in. So cute. The magic literally happened right there. <laughs> right there. By the way, did you guys get video of this? No, it was too dark. Oh, damn it. It was way too dark. But, um, they do have, I think they do have some options, like, the somebody must have videoed it on online somewhere, but mm -hmm. if I had known that was going to happen, oh, God. Anyways, 
I didn't want to ruin the experience by having, you know, Flash go off yeah, and stuff and like, like that. Yeah, being like, oh, look at the camera, honey! Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> because that was just, like, magic in itself. And because now the wands are, can be interactive, mm-hmm. that you can go around Diagonally and Hogsmeade and find where you can do all of the spells and make stuff in the windows, jump up and down and sing. Like, in, uh, they actually had Nocturne Alley. Mm-hmm. With all, with the, uh, with the dark arts stores yeah, and everything. And Burks and like the other... Yes! And you can make the, the heads sing and stuff like that. That's so cool. I want to go! It, it is so it, it is so worth it, but go when it is not sweltering hot. Yeah, because sadly the wands can't make it snow for real. No, not for real. And that was the other thing, because one segment was Diagon Alley, and then you can take the Hogwarts Express and go, and go to, to Hogsmeade. Hogsmeade. The problem is... Hogsmeade has fake snow all over it. <laughs> and I'm talking, hold on, I'm talking snow. Yeah. I'm not talking fake, fluffy, you know, blown out of a snowmaker kind of snow. Yeah. I am talking. No, this is like hard, hard sculpted, plastic, permanent right. snow that won't blow away or and wash away in it's rain all, or whatever. It's all over all the windows. And it's not just over one section. It's over all the windows, mm-hmm. all of the stores, in piled up in corners next to doorways and my brain is not dealing with it well (laughs) because my skin tells me i'm burning meanwhile there is a snow wizard you know like a snowman wizard and my eyes are telling me that it's christmas and i should be feeling these little chilly pinpricks and 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 no, my psyche is like literally turning itself inside out, trying to reconcile the two things. No, go when it is colder, not hot. Because in Diagon Alley, with that big dragon that sits on top of Gringotts, it spouts fire and you feel it. <laughs> so, yeah. I'm surprised you even notice it, considering the burning ball of fire in the sky. Yeah. But very much enjoyable. Yay. Yes, very much enjoyable. I want to go. It it is really really worth it, and I got a picture of myself standing next to Spindlewarp, which is the store in Diagon Alley that sells that has the knitting needles that knit themselves that are knitting themselves. I'm gonna put it up as my rav- <laughs> my avatar. Yes, yes, you have to <laughs> magical knitting store. Oh my god! And all of the rides um, had the actors from the movies in them. Yeah. So when you we went on the Gringotts ride, and it's a lot of it's the big thing now is 3D with a bit of a roller coaster go, mm-hmm. and every Vomit time city for me, in other words. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it it had because we went on the uh, the the Spider Man version as well, and there is yeah. a case where your thing goes woo, all the way down to the street level, and Spider Man catches you, and you feel it go like this in the web. Oh and god! Like, I'm like, oh dude. Oh. But yeah, all of the actors from the from the movies were filmed in our part of the whole experience. experience. And on the Hogwarts Express, it's not just in a train. The window has a your window quote quote has a screen where you can see countryside go by. Oh my god, so it's like you're actually watching. Hagrid goes by on the motorcycle, waves at you. Oh my god. Rides off. I want to go. Um, you know, and then the screens around the doors mm-hmm. where you come in because you're you each get put into like a, you know, the booths, like the Yeah, the, into a train in, carriage. Into yeah. a train carriage and it gets closed. So you will see people like 
hey, who's in there, Ron? Oh, I don't know. And you see somebody trying to put their heads up to the to see. And yeah. yeah, it looks like a bunch of first years to me. Come on, let's try and find somewhere else. You know, anything <laughs> off the trolley, dears. And, oh, chocolate frogs. You got any chocolate frogs? Oh, here you go. And then you see chocolate Oh, dear, they've all gotten away. And you see frogs just coming, you know, jumping up the hand. <laughs> Hold on, so I, I'll cool. have to collect them all. Just, just be a minute and stuff like that. Dementors get on the train. Oh my god! And you know it starts to ice over. That's so cool. So it's like an in there's an adventure each way. Yeah, yeah. So cool. Yes, it's really cool. Oh, I'm so bad. I know, I know. And <laughs> I was going to say, and I just saw the the newest trailer for Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yes. And I'm like. This is just never going to die. It's just never going to go away. But nope. we could talk about that later. Nope. Yes. Um, <laughs> okay. So that is a lot of what I've... of what, we, But that has nothing to do with knitting. So... <laughs> but it is an adventure, so... It was definitely an adventure. You're going on an adventure! <laughs> Sorry, wrong fantasy franchise. Yeah, well... Uh, well, so, uh, well, if you... Not quite that one, but the other one where I was going to a fiery ball of death. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's hot, but two hobbits just came by and threw a ring at me. Anyway, <laughs> um, seeing as I was seeing all of my family, and the majority of my family has birthdays in August and September and stuff like that, mm-hmm. I decided that while I was there, I was going to be giving them all of their presents, because that way I didn't have to mail them. Mm-hmm. All of my presents are knitted. Yes. So one of my brothers got the what I called the Loki socks, which I made with my Loki yarn, um, and it was self-striping gold and mm-hmm. uh, gold, green, and black. Uh, my sister-in-law got the um, pixie fart mittens that I was making, mm-hmm. and the middle brother. Well, he's just sort of sol because he's the middle child. But <laughs> I wasn't finished with the with the socks because I thought I'd have more time to knit, and somehow I just wound up carrying my camera more instead. But I am in the process of making Henry Higgins. They are a cable sock pattern by... Is that Kauna? Kauna Coffee? Kaua? Kaua Coffee. It's C-A-O-U-A Coffee. C-O-F-F-E-E. But it is a free pattern. Beautiful Celtic knotwork. Works really nicely mm-hmm. for something that is not too self-stripey or variegated. Yes, the Professor Higgins socks. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. And I also am making, because this is going to be for uh, Christmas this year, because, you know, once all of the birthday presents are done, guess what's not far behind? Yeah. This is the dragon wing cowl. It is not blocked yet. So it is still a little bit rumply. But the dragon wing cowl, yes, this is done in Madeline Tosh, so it is. So pretty. It is happy and squishy. This is by this is published by Jesse Rayet um inside of Jesse at home it is another free pattern not it's not a lot of yarn averaging about 200 yards and what i need is just you know sort of like the buttons to go here or claw like buttons to go here and ta-da it's a dragon wing that's draped over you cool and this will be going out to some friends of mine in Colorado so i've already made one and i will be making another um i've i've can know where everything is because I just recently reorganized the bookshelf and the stash. I intend to do Lily Pilly because mm-hmm. it sort of has to be done. <laughs> yes, I am deep intending to do it yes. too. I think I've been talking about it for almost a year now. Yeah, we have. We need to actually just start doing it. Um, Maybe we can both start it on the way to Rhinebeck or something. That would be a cool idea. <laughs> I have the Celtic Mist Shawl that I'm in the process of doing the, the final 
uh, Celtic work on the ends because it's worked back and forth and then one big long braid at the end that you Mm -hmm. work in sort of short rows. And this is the one where I was supposed to stop at 229 stitches and I kind of noted I was at 299 stitches. (laughs) So it's a bit bigger than I I had originally intended it to be. Mm -hmm. And I don't know why I started this, but I did. Um, I had some hand spun. I wanted to see how it looked and I started a jasmine scarf. And the jasmine scarf It is another free pattern, and it is by Pearl Soho. And it's a really simple scarf for something like worsted or Erin weight. Mm -hmm. But it looks so nice. Yeah. And that can be TV knitting. Yeah. It looks almost like a, like slightly a herringbone sort of. Yeah. I mean, it makes, it it makes me think of tweed, herringbone, feathers, quills, things like that. That's what it makes me feel, you know, think of. Mm -hmm. But that is what I have been doing. I did the phenomenon. Is it called Gish Wishes? I think so. I think that's how you pronounce that. I think that's how you pronounce it. Yeah. I know a friend out in Colorado. This is the Harry Dresden team that you've heard me talk about before. Yes. And he texted me and said, do you crochet? Do you know anybody else who crochets? And I'm like, I I did a long time ago. What do you need? And I can try and hook you up. And he's like, crochet. Um, He says, I need this to be done tonight. So it's kind of like a now thing. And I'm like, okay, well, tell me what you need. And he's, well, here's the thing. I need you to crochet a gun holster out of dental floss. And I'm like, what? And he sent me the parameter and it was like, Doc Holliday was also a dentist or something like that. Mm -hmm. Basically, you have to crochet a holster worthy of Doc Holliday out of dental floss and have a small video of you with your toothbrush in the holster. And you have to draw it and say, draw. Yeah, basically, it's it's an acronym. It's G-I-S-H-W-H-E-S. And it stands for the greatest international scavenger hunt the world has ever seen. It's organized by Misha Collins, who is in uh, Supernatural. Mm-hmm. It was started by him. And it's it's basically this enormous, crazy scavenger hunt with all these really bonkers like things you have to do. That's thousands of participants. I'm on their, their website right now. It's www.gis h w h e s dot com um it's a seven time guinness world record breaking scavenger hunt awesome you can compete in it from anywhere in the world thousands of participants from more than 100 countries build their own teams with friends or are placed on 15 person teams and for one week they complete tasks on the scavenger hunt list one of the other ones as an as an example have a seven-year-old completely dress you Everything from hair to makeup to accessories to nails. Anything that they want. And then you go grocery shopping with them. And he sent me a picture of what he looked like. And he looked like an orc fell into a cosmetic commercial. (laughs) Is what he looked like. Yeah. He said, we're proud to have broken several Guinness World Records, including the most global hugs, 108,121. Most pledges to commit charitable acts of kindness, 93,376, which we did in partnership with our friends at the nonprofit Random Acts, www.therandomact.org. And of course, let's not forget the prestigious longest safety pin chain over a mile long. We've also delivered thousands of items to the homeless, raised money to completely furnish every room of a home for a wounded veteran and his family, had a Mars rock named after us by NASA. Nice. Made Christmas trees fly. Excuse me? I want to see the video of that. I want to see the video of that too. Gishwas, 
<laughs> Anyways. Believes that normalcy is overrated and that true living can be found hidden under the rocks of community artistic creation, acts of artistic sublime public performances, and random acts of kindness. Yeah, I think this year's is over. It's July 30th to August yeah. 6th this year. Yeah. But obviously you can check out the website and see the some of the stuff. So yeah, I was spontaneously asked to do that. Mm-hmm. And my last little... Um, adventure or news is that my husband, aka known as Edmund Monkey, is now a legal landed Canadian resident. Woo! And this has been in the making for years, people. I cannot yes. even tell you how long for years. Miss Karen knows how long for years, but this yes. has been in longer the prog- than I have known Maggie. Yes, <laughs> this has been in progress for years. It has been a huge bureaucratic nightmare. Yes, I was going to say cluster something, but anyways. <laughs> You can say that too. It is finally done and it is over and my husband can work and can travel and can do all of those things that so many people take for granted. Oh my God. Yay. And I've never wanted to be such a normal family for so long. <laughs> normal is normally an you thing, but oh my God, it's so nice to be normal. So happy for you guys. Yes. And he starts his first job. His start, His first day at work is tomorrow. Yay! Yay. I, I kind of like, here's your lunch, sweetie. Let me take a picture. It's like, honey, honey, stop. <laughs> Can I take a picture of you? I need to take a picture of you on your first day at work. Hold yeah. your lunch bag. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Just like sending your kid off to the first day of yeah, school. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Speaking of which, the, the, the boy child has all of his Star Wars gear for the, <laughs> for the new school year. <laughs> I finally saw the movie. Yes. Yes. And I'm in love with BB-8. Yes. Yes, and BB-8 is his new is his new lunchbox, and Eve lights up. Oh, I'm not joking. That's so cute. I'm not joking. <laughs> and everywhere they had in in the Disney theme parks, I'm I'm probably pronouncing this wrong. T s u m t s u m. I'm presuming it's pronounced sum sum. Yeah. Little dumplings of characters. Yeah, I know a couple of people who collect the Marvel ones. And they are I've seen them at the Disney Star. Freaking addictive. I I mean I resisted. <laughs> I resisted. But I could imagine they're they're sort of like potato chips. You get one and you need all of them all of a sudden. <laughs> and they the were goes. everywhere. Absolutely yep. everywhere. And I'd never seen them before. They anyways. That's me. That was my big adventure. <laughs> and I cannot tell you how happy I am to have a down day on in, in my own house, in my pajamas. With no responsibilities and schedule. Like, my responsibility today was not to kill myself and feed myself. <laughs> I did laundry. And obviously you survived. Yes, and I did laundry as a bonus. <laughs> so, yeah. So, my summer has been very busy, but nowhere near as interesting. Mainly because, like, oh my god, so much co- coursework. Like, every single week in July, I had a major assignment due. Sometimes two due. Plus, reading responses for one course. Plus, discussion things we had to do, which I'm catching up on now because fuck that shit. I'm not doing it during participation <laughs> marks. I'm not doing it during the rest of the year. <laughs> the rest of the semester. I'm waiting until everything else is done. Yeah, so basically, like, my my weekends, like, the two days I have off, it's basically been like, yeah, I have a day off to do coursework. Yeah. <laughs> Lovely. So I haven't been working on a lot. Like, literally, I have been working on the same two things as I was working on the last podcast that came out. Like, I have not touched almost anything else. I think there was a pair of socks I touched 
occasionally. <laughs> you had a one night stand with socks. Yes, I had a one night stand with some so- some socks that were already like on the needles, which were my uni- Unicurve socks by Gina Carmel. Just because I think I brought them with me to knit night because I was like, I or on the bus with me one day because I was just like, I can't. I can't look at the other things. I can't anymore. do the shawl right now because the the Mystic Star shawl I'm doing. <laughs> or was doing for the CanCon Cal, which is still not done. I love deadlines. I love seeing them whiz right by. <laughs> I love feeling the wind in my hair as the wind whiz by. Yeah, that one, I'm like six rows into the last chart, but the last chart has like 70 rows in it, and they're all like 500 stitches. I, I, so. You remember my slice of crazy pie? I feel your pain. Yep. So, needless to say, and it's like fairly complicated, so I've brought that to Knit Night a couple times and gotten a little bit of like. Each knit night I'd get like a row and a half or two rows done. Like, okay. But I haven't touched it that much in the last month just because no brain left. Um, I have been working quite a bit on the cockatoo bray though. Yes, you have. Because other like a couple times where I couldn't do it because I needed to like attach sleeves or other things like that um, or needed to try it on. It's basically like just knitting the round. Which is, which is something around. that you can you can do at knit night and new, do in front of the TV and yep, stuff like and that. and do on the bus, even though it's kind of big now. So... Check that out. It has sleeves and it everything. It has sleeves. It looks like a proper sweater. It is one big garment. It looks like a proper Instead sweater of a with a... a bunch of little garments. Yeah. It, it looks like a proper sweater with a very deep scoop neck right now. Because um, basically I am on the decrease rows before you start doing the collar work yoke. So it's after the sleeves have been added on because this is a bottom up uh, round yoke pattern. And I have to do, it's 16, I, it's two rows in the repeat and I have to repeat it 16 times. So, and I have done it. Not counting the first one because the first one was a freebie on the pattern. So like 10 of those 16 repeats I have done. So I just need to do six times two is 12. So 12 more rows. There's a little thing of short rows, and then I get to start the color work. Woo! Now, the color work has gone through a bit of a change <laughs> since my last plan. Yeah, well, it wouldn't be a true Karen project <laughs> if... If I didn't change something entirely halfway through. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the way my brain works. Because, um... At least I you're not doing it the night before, Rhinebeck. Yeah, no. Because I had originally... Ch- I had really... Originally, I had originally planned to do a few different shades of blue that I had in my stash as leftovers from socks and other things. But I was looking at the pattern when I got close to the the yoke or when I got to the part where I needed to like attach the sleeves and needed to, okay, I need to read the next bit of the pattern so I know where I'm going. Um, I looked at the color thing and there's actually six colors in the in the chart right for the color work yoke. And I had five and I was like, well, I could add in a teal, but then I'd probably need to get a lighter sort of turquoisey teal or something to sort of tie it in more with the colors that I have. And then I realized, and then I started thinking like, okay, well, what about the other, what about other gradient things I have? And I realized I had a gradient set at home Did that you? had six colors in it. Uh-huh. And this one would totally fit the sweater. Yes, it would. the sweater is my, is my Rhinebeck sweater, BT dubs. <laughs> It is, it is my Rhinebeck sweater. Because yes, yes, I did go on the crazy train. Um, no, the crazy train would have been if you had just started this now. True, yes. But I realized I had a gradient set. I got at Rhinebeck two years ago. Uh-huh. At my first Rhinebeck used. that hasn't been used. And that gradient set is the Dragonfly Fibers Starry Night gradient set. That is very dear to your heart, too. Yes, that is very dear to my heart. Because I love that painting and those colors. And, and also... 
It's also, I also love the gradient set because I totally snatched it in the minute before someone else did <laughs> the very last one. So you were literally going to go, dan- you know, throw somebody down. Yeah, well, luckily I didn't have to because yeah. my credit card had already gone through. So yes, I have the gradient set for Starry Night, which is basically like three different colors of blue. There's like a dark blue, like a, like a navy blue. There's a sort of denim blue. And then there's a slightly brighter... Something cobalt. Blue, like, almost cobalty. Yeah. Um, there's, like, a, a light sort of gold, a really dark gold, and a sort of silvery gray. So I figured out... I actually took a picture. I took a black... I took a picture of the chart on my iPod Touch, changed that to black and white, took a picture of the yarns, changed that to black and white so I could figure out the, the which tone. ones fit the tone right. of each one in the pattern so I can mimic that, basically. Um, and then, you know, but looking at the, the yardage for the original gradient set, may, a couple of the colors I probably had enough because you don't use the same, it's not the same number of rows every time. But there were a couple few colors where I didn't quite have enough. What did you do? So I ordered another gradient set. Oh, son of a bitch! <laughs> I went on the Dragonfly Fibers website and they had the Starry Night gradient set in the same sock base. They had one in stock. I'm like, so clearly, <laughs> clearly it was waiting for you. Yes, it was waiting for me. So yes, I bought it. It has arrived. So now I have all the yarn for my yoke when I get there. And so I'll be able to wear You will sweater. literally be wearing Starry Night. Yes, I will be wearing a, and I'm literally wearing a Rhinebeck sweater because some of the yarn from it came from Rhinebeck from my very first Rhinebeck. And barring uh, alien invasion, supernatural disasters, <laughs> and anything like that, you should finish this before Rhinebeck. Yes, knock on wood that I don't, yep. like, trip and fall and break both my hands or something. You will knit with your feet, I know you. Yes. But yes, it's so nice. It looks like a proper sweater now. It is a proper I sweater. I like holding it up and being like, oh my god, it actually looks like a sweater. Yeah, it's a garment. Yes. I could actually put it on if I put on longer, put on longer needles, which I might do in the next couple rows. But yes, so, oh, and I... I forget if I mentioned the name of the sweater. This is the cockatoo bray pattern. That's... And you've been knitting the body out of palette, right? Yeah, I'm knitting the body out of uh, Knit Picks palette in the Abyss Heather colorway. So it's a very dark blue and black heathery. Sort of like dark ink. Yeah, it's really pretty. And it's going to look lovely. I just need to steak it. <laughs> I need to finish the yoke. You have to steak that? Yes. Oh my god. It's hard again. Oh my god. <laughs> Did Ooh. you not... Notice this bit? I thought you were going to... Uh, pictures and stuff? Yeah, no, I did notice that, but that doesn't mean you haven't changed things to be uh, pullover before. No, this bitch is getting steaked. Ooh. Okay. That Which gives means me... I also need to get some ribbon for the Ex- inside of the, the steak. Because basically... For you know, anybody who doesn't know, that means she's going to be taking scissors to it. Yep. I'm going to be cutting my knitting. I have promised the, the knitting group that I run at the library... I promised them months ago that I would steak it, like I would cut it there. So, but yeah, so basically what it means is I have to um, either crochet or like sew with my sewing machine up the side. There's basically there's seven stitches in the middle that don't really count because what you do is you you crochet slip stitches or you, you sew with a sewing machine or something like that up the sides of those seven stitches to stabilize it. Right. And then you take scissors and you cut between two stitches, vertically, all the way up the front of the sweater. And the sewing machine, machine stitches are in there so that it it helps that your stitches don't fray and the wool yeah, doesn't... they don't unravel from side to side. It's now, not really impl- 
implied that they will. Yeah, I mean, knitting doesn't really unravel that, that much way. from side to side. It's not really, like, a vertical cut is not really that bad for unraveling. It's, you know, horizontal cuts where, you know, stitches, stitches will drop will and drop. stuff. Especially in yarns that have a little bit of sort of grab to them, which this definitely does. So, and I mean, it's a, it's a technique that was developed for, for fair, isles, fair Isle sweaters and has been used for like a hundred years by Shetland knitters. Yep. So it has been done before. It's legit. It can be done. I think it was the yarn harlot who has steeped a sweater before and who said like part of the, the first step was to take a shot of something. I can believe after that. You cut, after you cut, take another shot to steady your nerves. So yes, I, I need to finish the yoke so I can get cutting and then I need to get some ribbon so that I can sew. Because basically then you, you turn the the cut edges under, you pick up stitches for the button band, and then you sew down the cut ed- edges and some people put like ribbon mm-hmm. over top to sort of hide the cut edges, which I will probably do. I might do it on the way to Rhinebeck, but... <laughs> no, you no, the pace that you're going, you're going real good, so... Yeah, it's just the finishing, the little finishing things are the things that I tend to put off, but... <laughs> I think this one, I might actually do the finishing things earlier because, like, it's so close to being done. So that's um, so that's been our adventures. Yeah. I also, I should mention, because I don't oh, think yes. it actually got out, I actually got a ridged huddle loom. And I have done, I did, like, a couple dishcloths. You are making stuff. As my first sort of test thing, just using some, like, handicrafter cotton that I had. And then as another test thing, what I did is I warped it with, I warped the loom with, some sock yarn that I had in like a, a greeny bluey teal. Oh, go imagine know, that you'd have that color. My colors. Um, and then I just grabbed a whole bunch of small balls of leftover yarn and like wound, you know, a few couple yards of each color on one of the stick shuttles and just sort of tied them together so I wouldn't have to keep switching all the time. And so I just would weave like a couple inches in those those yarns in just a plain weave and then change yarns to something else so mm-hmm. that I can, just so I can see what it, it looks, looks like, like, basically. What sort of effects you get. Look at that! Ta-da! It's about like eight inches in width. So it's probably just going to be sort of like a little sampler scarf sort of thing. That's awesome! Yeah, it looks real pretty. I really like it. It's really nice seeing how some of the colors react. Like, I really love this one, which is a variegated, sort of like a green, like turquoise and green and white. And the way it mixes with the, the warp is really nice. I just need to, I need to unwind the rest of the warp that I haven't woven yet. And then put paper in or something because it's, some of the threads are, the tension isn't right. Because it was my first time warping the sock yarn. But I like you so far. I just would like to have more time to do it. Yeah, I know. I hear you. And I will in the next couple of weeks before classes start again. But yeah, oh, and there's some sparkly yarn in there. And there's some of my hand spun in there too. This is hand spun. Very nice. Cool. Just to see what it looks like. So yeah, it's fun. I like it. It's kind of meditative, you know, just like, you know, move the heddle, toss the stick, make sure everything's nice and flat, move the, beat it to move the heddle, toss the stick. Yeah, Michelle beat. says that she like... listens to uh, audiobooks while she does it. Yeah. I can, I can imagine that being really restful. Yeah. I also need to do some more sewing soon because I haven't done any sewing in quite a while. I had grand hopes for Fan Expo and <laughs> those grand hopes are not happening. I was I was really like part of me was like, I want to dress up like one of the female Ghostbusters. And then like, I didn't actually, but I'm like, but I won't be able to do anything until my, cl- until my courses are pretty much over. And now that my courses are pretty much over, I'm just like, oh my God, I don't want to do anything 
that has any kind of a deadline. I want to be brain dead for a little while. The Rhinebeck sweater, that deadline is far enough away that I'm not worried about right. it. Right. So it's like, I, I don't, like, my brain is just like, no, no deadlines. No, not doing it. So instead, I will hopefully be making some project bags soon, which I might toss up on Instagram or something for sale. Okay, so moving into Geek Squee. Geek Squee! We mentioned the Olympics. And what my favorite saying right now is that bitch budden is being served in Rio. Yes. Is what it is what is happening cuz yes. the women are getting shit done. Yeah, Holy so far crap. so far we are like a week 10 days in and Canada has 12 medals and all of them are women. <laughs> no Canadian men have won a medal yet. It's all right guys. It's okay. It's okay guys. I'm sure you'll get something soon. Uh, the reason we're being <laughs> sarcastically spiteful like about this yeah. is because the media coverage about the females that win the medals Ugh. has been really terrible yeah horrible yeah sexist yes because <laughs> all they do is reference the men that made it happen oh like that one where it was like oh here's the medal winner and here's the man who, who made, made it, it happen. happen yeah like her husband or whatever, and it was also her coach or something. And it's like, are you kidding me? And it has not gone down yeah. well. Or headlines where football players' fiance wins gold yes. medal. NFL players. It's like it's the the article is about her winning a gold medal, and they don't even mention her name in the headline. It's all about the dude that she's attached to, and it's like, oh my god, and burn it with fire. I know that Michael Phelps is amazing. I, yes. I get it. He has broken a 2,000-year-old record. Yeah. I get it. I get it that, you know, Aquaman is his dad. Yes. I get it. But the fact that he had to share history with someone else in the swimming categories, and they could not, like, they wouldn't mention her name. Only yeah, that in he, the headline. Yeah, in the headline. just like M Michael Phelps has to share his historic night with a lady. It's like, oh my god, are you kidding me? Meanwhile, Michael Phelps has already won a whole bunch of medals, like in past Olympics, whereas this woman, Simone Manuel, was the first, first. woman of color to win a medal in individual swimming. Yes, like actual historical thing, especially considering like the historic. Jim Crow like, laws that are affected the... Yeah. Yeah. It affected, like... Lives. Lives. And it affected, you know, African Americans' ability to, like, learn to swim. Yep. Like, this is, is this a is stereotype. This is a big deal. This is a yeah. big deal. It is a huge This is deal. not just another girl winning a medal at the Olympics. This is a big deal. Yeah. This has extra historical context to it. And Michael Phelps gets his name in the headline. Uh, and like we said, and, and no. especially in a headline like that, where it's especially like, oh no, he has to share it with the girl. It's like, oh. And like we said, no, Michael, oh Phelps, Michael Phelps is an amazing athlete. We yes. get it. We acknowledge that. But it's the media's way of phrasing it that, and also I saw somebody, she swims like a man. I'm like, really? Uh, it may not have been said about Simone, but it was said about one of the winners. Oh, I think it was, um... She's the one who like has been swimming crazy fast, and there was an entire article, and there was an article which mentioned about how when she's at places where she's training, some of the men feel bad because she outlaps them, oh. and she's just like, "Don't care, concentrating on my own thing." And it's like, "Go, girl." Yeah, no kidding. Katie Ledecky or Le or Ledecky. Ledecky. I can't remember how it's. Yeah, she's the one who 
has been like there was there was an animated gif of or an image of one of her swims where literally the the caption of it it was there are other people in this pool really because <laughs> you can see like a good expanse of the pool and you see Katie like her lead you can see her in the swimming lane and you can see quite a bit of the pool behind her and there's nobody Lydia. there yeah she is like vastly ahead of everyone else. So yeah, you know, if the, if the media could stop sucking about this, that would be nice. Especially because, like I said, like you know, all of Canada's medals so far. And I think our women. It was especially it was NBC that was uh, for Simone Manuel and her win and her medal ceremony. Mm-hmm. Do you know what NBC was was showing at the time? Gymnastics. Yes, and they were showing the Russian gymnasts competing. And the reason why. The opening ceremonies was an hour late on NBC is because, well, women don't care about sports that much. Yes. Oh, my God. They had that whole, the head of sports at NBC had that whole thing about like, oh, women don't really care about how they play. They just like the drama of it. And it's like, oh, my God. I'm sorry. You have not watched my mother and I watching Blue Jays games in like last year in October. So the head of sports at NBC has his head up his ass. Yes, basically. Yeah. Like. Like, you should have seen Mom and I, like, jumping up and down and screaming at the TV during the playoffs last year. Like, maybe your wife doesn't care about... Because we sure as hell want to care about points. You want to tell tell Miss Lillian that she doesn't care about baseball? I want to sell tickets to that. Oh. Oh. But anyways, basically, women in Rio have been getting shit done. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, and there's a lot of, like, amazing firsts. Like, we mentioned the first female of color to win a medal in individual swimming. Michelle Carter was the first woman of color to win shot put. I cannot pronounce, I cannot pronounce the fencer's name. Yeah. Unfortunately, I don't know how to pronounce the I name. I don't know how to pronounce I'm name. sorry. We're going to butcher it, but. Yeah, we are. And we're just going to acknowledge and that. Tihaj Muhammad was the first U.S. woman to compete wearing a hijab. And she won bronze in it was, Team Sabre. Yep. It was her team that got bronze. She was the first in the U.S. to compete in hijabs. And what yeah. I do like, the Saudi nations have allowed women to compete as of um, the last Summer Olympics, four mm-hmm. years ago, and you are seeing them now. You yeah. are seeing more of them. I, I get that not a lot of them are making it to the pedal, you know, to the podiums, yeah. but you are seeing them. Yes. And that is a big deal. Yes. It's, it's really cool. And yes, they are out there in full sports hijabs but that doesn't matter they are participating they're out there in the world yes this is so good yes and then this whole olympics too we have the refugee olympic team which just makes me cry. oh my gosh which i love the olympic team cry. i love the olympic team and you know what they are so happy to be there a mm-hmm. bunch of them you know get taken out in the first round and you ask them if they're okay and they're like i'm fabulous i'm at the olympics <laughs> And you know what? That's how the Olympics should be. Yes. And that's what we remind, especially Canadians who can be like, oh, we placed fourth. It's like, yeah, you placed fourth. There are people placed fourth in the The entire world. world. Just wait until the aliens land and then they take over the whole shit. (laughs) When you can say that you're fourth in the galaxy, you know, you beat out a couple of people from Neptune. Yeah, and especially that one, oh, that one person from the refugee Olympic team, the swimmer. Yes, who, who like, saved who, 19 other people. Yeah, because she was escaping from Syria on a, like, tiny little dinghy that yes. started sinking. And she swam, pulling that boat, or pushing it, for, like, three hours. Yep. 
and save the lives of the people on board. Like these people, she is already gold yep. medal, medal winner of everything. These as far people as I'm are concerned. big deals, and I hope. I I mean, I hope one day we don't have the need for a refugee team, mm-hmm. but I love that it's there. Yeah, I love that it's there, and I loved when they came in at the opening ceremonies. Yes, like everybody was everybody on their feet was just screaming. Yes, it's like <laughs> having all the feels. Okay, <sighs> okay. Speaking about more feels, yes. <laughs> moving on to non-Olympic stuff, into science stuff. You! Uh, so you remember a couple years ago when there was the whole ALS ice bucket challenge where, like, celebrities and people and lots of ordinary people as well would, like, dump ice water over their heads to yep. raise money for uh, the ALS Foundation? Um, guess well, what? It helped! Guess what? It actually did a thing. It worked! So anyone who was sneering at it or making fun of it can suck it. Um, because basically... A million dollars of the funds that were raised by this, but for the ALS Association, uh, one million dollars of it went t- towards Project Min E, a University of Massachusetts medical school project, which has now been able to identify a gene that is associated with occurrence of ALS in patients. So it is actually making a difference. Yeah. The gene identified, I'm looking at the CNN article here. So identified as NEK1, you know, now provides another option um, for developing gene therapies or identifying, say, who could be, who could possibly have ALS later in their life. Because they found that basically the, the million dollars went, a lot of it went to creating this database of um, like biological samples from people with ALS, so they could look at the gen- at the genetic makeup of those samples and find com- commonalities. Right. And they found this gene, and this is actually this is actually the third ALS related gene that research researchers have discovered using money from the ice bucket challenge. Awesome, which is amazing. I will do it again if it comes back. Yeah, I will do it again. <laughs> Just because yeah. it is a disease that affects fewer percentage of the population than other more well-known disease yeah does not mean that those lives are not as important yeah i mean (laughs) i mean i haven't mentioned this before my dad died of als so yes this is a something that is very close to my heart and like i was practically in tears at work when i found this because i mean this is something and especially because um sometimes it can be Sometimes it just randomly crops up. Sometimes it does seem to almost appear in families, which if it has a genetic component would make sense because then right. if, you know, two people that share that gene have kids, then they will pass it on that sort of thing. So like, just even if this means that like people will be able to get a test that will be able to see if they carry the gene. Right. Or like, again, to do treatment for the disease is amazing. <laughs> Yay. Good feels. Good yes. feels. We need lots of good feels because, you know, there's some crazy tense stuff going on in the world. <laughs> yes. America, I'm looking The rest at you. of 2016 sucks, and it can just end right now. <sighs> and apparently I saw, I saw an article a while ago. Apparently, because of the difference in how long it actually takes the Earth to go around the sun mm-hmm. and the way we measure time and everything, there is a teeny tiny difference. It's actually like, you know, 365.01 days. To go around the sun. So every once in a while, they have to add a second yeah. or something to, to, you know, make things match up so that over, like, hundreds of years, it doesn't get out of whack. 2016 is one of those years that's going to be one second longer. Oh, damn. It's like, why? Oh, my God. This has been the worst year ever. 
And it's going to be longer yep. than other years. This sucks. Of course. Of course it would be 2016. So yes, on to other better things. <laughs> or things that, you know, made Maggie just, you know, flip out at her office. <laughs> yes. Oh my I God. sit down to my office in Monday morning and I've still got uh, vacation on the brain, basically. And yes, okay, I've, you know, I always go on to Facebook, message my husband that I'm safe at the office. What is there in my feed but Tom Hiddleston's Instagram pic in full Loki gear, and it says he's back. And I just freaked the <laughs> fuck out. I was not expecting that face to be staring at me first thing in the morning. Not that I'm complaining, mind you. <laughs> but I was not expecting that, and that just threw me a kilter the whole morning. And I emailed everybody. <laughs> Yes, it was quite hilarious to see your rea- to hear about your reaction through email and social media. It's like Maggie needs to close the door and yeah, have for some a little while. time. For so a while. yes, we know that Thor three, also known as Ragnarok, um, yeah, Ragnarok. Is, Ragnarok is filming now in Australia because somebody has on the dark leathers and the dark locks again. Mm-hmm. Yes, girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyways, <laughs> it's okay, Maggie. Fan. Yeah. Fanning you off. It's getting warm in here. <laughs> that is not a hot flash. No, it's not. <laughs> so, has, is anybody else playing Pokemon? I am when Maggie forces me to carry her phone in return for giving me a ride home. Yeah, basically, <laughs> because you know you're not, not supposed to drive. Now with Pokemon, they actually put that, with all the updates, they now put it, warning, you're not supposed to drive using Pokemon, uh, play Pokemon Go while you're driving, you're moving too fast, and you have to click that I'm actually a passenger, I'm not driving. So basically, when I drive, Karen has to nav, you know, sits in the navigator seat. She has to handle, you know, all the pokey stops. <laughs> Longer trips, I handle directions. Shorter trips, I handle po- handle pokey stops. Pretty much stuff like that. So yeah, we have knitted Pokemon. Actually, I will say they are looking at the picture. They're actually crocheting. They look Thanks crocheted, a lot, Mary yeah. Sue. Yeah. So Mary Sue's wrong in that place. But yes, in Dallas, someone has been crocheting Pokemon and leaving them at pokey stops. That's so cute. That is so cute. So people can capture actual Pokemon. Actual one. Like actual, like, stuffy Pokemon. What you need is to roll that around in some catnip and then get... <laughs> <laughs> and that would be a really cute Instagram. Yeah, a knitter known as, uh, or well, crocheter in this case. She might also knit, but I'm <laughs> probably going to scroll down and see like 500, pe- 500 comments of, um, excuse me. <laughs> That's crochet, not yeah. knitting. Um, but it's by Nicole's Nerdy Knots. You can see her Facebook page at facebook.com slash Nicole's, N-I-C-H-O-L-E-S, Nerdy Knots, K-N-O-T-S, for images of other Pokemon that she's done. And if you're in the Dallas area, go find some, po- you know, playing Pokemon Go. Keep your eyes open for little crocheted creatures. Apparently this was posted, this was posted on the Mary Sue on August 12th. 12th. Oh yeah. Yeah. 12th. And she said that she'll be putting a new batch out soon. And she'll let people know on Facebook when she puts them out. So <laughs> they can be on the lookout for them. You know one of our favorite places, Beechwood? Mm-hmm. It has a Pikachu in it. <laughs> and that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> oh, and she also has her patterns on Ravelry. Again, they're under Nicole's Nerdy Knots. The one that they link to is the Magikarp. And yeah, all free downloads. So Aww. if you would like to crochet your own... And leave them for poke hunters in your area, or whatever they're called. Trainers. Trainers, poke nerds, whatever. Yeah. You can do the same thing in your area. Okay. And then finally, so there was this little book that came out. I don't know if anyone heard about it. (laughs) I think it's based on a play or something. Or something. I have not gotten my hands on it. 
Yes, I should give you my copy. But Miss Karen, being the diligent fan and librarian that she is... <laughs> has read Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Now, I originally heard that a lot of people were moaning because it is in script form. Yeah, which was pretty clear in the months leading up to it. Like it said, it is the script of the play. <laughs> now, I... I Basically, I wasn't paying attention a lot to it, mm -hmm. but people were complaining about it. And I'm like, really? J.K. Rowling gives you another story and you're going to complain? Yeah. Seriously? And it's basically, I think what it looks like is J.K. Rowling made a sort of like, I don't know how much of the story she created. She just created the original sort of framework for it. And then like, but it is, it is basically written by someone else. Okay. Like they, someone else, it looks like someone else has like created the dialogue and stuff like that. But I'm sure she must have had some, like considering how much creative control and stuff she had with the movies, and she must have had a fair bit yeah. with the play. Yeah. Which also makes it interesting because the play is interesting. <laughs> I but, need to reread it. But you but, said it gave you the same Harry Potter feels. Yeah. There were quite a bit, a few parts that gave me feels, like serious feels. Like, Which clutching, like, literally, like, I'm not kidding, like, clutching, clutching the book to my heart at work in the back room and being like, Ugh. See, that bodes for a good story. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> That's all people say. It's hard. It, it is hard to, hard to describe. Okay. Nope. Other than saying fan fiction. Okay. I won't say anything other than that. That's fair. Because That's... I want people to read it and have their own opinion That's on it. That's fair. But yeah, it, it's interesting. I should start a thread in the, in the Ravelry yeah. group for, specifically for that, so for spoileries. If so... you have read it, uh, we will put up a thread for it and let us know what you think. Yes, we can discuss and hash out and, and basically debate. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so Cravings, Covets, and Crushes. Well, as if I hadn't spent enough money already, you know, just on vacation. <laughs> Broker than the Ten Commandments, seriously. The Knitter's Fair is coming up in September. Woo! September 10th. Yeah, the Kitchener-Waterloo Knitter's Fair. September 10th at the Kitchener Auditorium. We, of course, will be there. Yep. We will have buttons. We will have buttons. We, you can find us by our t-shirts. Yeah, I probably wear the... I'll probably wear the, the Agents of Sheep t-shirt, because that gets a lot more notice than the Knitwing Geek 2 t-shirt. <laughs> it does, actually. It, it, it's actually a, more, it's a better marketing tool, really. Because you get more people coming up like, oh my god, those shirts are awesome! Thank you, and we have a podcast. Plus, I will probably be wearing the Peggy Carter hat. Yeah, that's hard to miss. Because hopefully it would be cool enough. I won't be if it's like 30 degrees out, but... Yeah, I think they may put my hair in pinup again for that. The pinup curls. Oh, the the... Victory rolls? Yeah, the victory rolls. Because, you know, with all that, those bodies, it does get hot. Yeah, it can get fairly warm in there, even with the big building. But actually, I should double check. They should have, like, the list of vendors and stuff up. They do. Them. I was checking to see if Camilla Valley Farms was going to be there, because they have the parts that I need for my loom, but they aren't. Yeah, I don't think they're doing fairs anymore, really. Um, maybe one. Oh, cool, the micro market is going to be back. Last year they had a, a space that they called the micro market, which was to showcase smaller like designers and knitting related businesses. So like maybe one table of mm -hmm. stuff instead of like having a, an entire booth. Right. And there was some cool stuff there. So it will be awesome to see. Oh, and they're going to have some new farms joining them. <gasps> you okay? You okay? I just saw who the speaker is this year. <laughs> ah. Anne Hansen. Yeah, Anne Hansen is going to be the speaker. So, um, yeah, going to be going to that. And the knitter, the Knitter's Spa will be there again. Yay! I love that. 
Mm-hmm. I really need to get a massage this year. But yeah, it looks like they've got the... Oh, that's the, the layout from 2015. So it doesn't look like they have... Oh, they do have a list of the vendors. So they have the list of the vendors. They don't have the the layout, like the floor plan. Ooh, guess there's some new names on here. I'm going to have to look at this more. <laughs> it's always fun to dream going in. And I like to to go through the list and like click on all the links. Yeah, <laughs> I do that different places And be like, oh, what do you have? I do that, that too. That I might want. So I can make my my plan of attack. And then, of course, right behind that. Right behind that is Rhinebeck. Rhinebeck! And we are going. Yes, we are going. We still need to work out how we're going to work out getting there and everything. Well, you know, superhero somehow. Yes. But, yes, we have, but at least we have the house booked, which is the main this thing is the we big, need to do It's the big deal, yes. Yeah. So, yes, we will be there both days. We'll be at Ravelry meetups. Yep. Again, I will have buttons. And we'll, we'll either be wearing the Agents of Sheep or the podcast t-shirts. Look for Karen's... Uh, Peggy Carter hat. Peggy Carter hat and Starry Night cardigan. Yes. I will be wearing that. I may be wearing other layers on top of it. If it's as cold as it was on Saturday, on the no Sunday kidding. last year. No kidding! First time I ever heard about it snowing on Rhinebeck. Yeah. Can you imagine, just thinking about it now, snow. Snow. Yeah. Oh. Anyways. Happy foot. Speaking of snow, actually. There you go. <laughs> that's a good segue. Because uh, in next, in Karen's newbie game reviews, so beginning of July was the Steam sale. Uh-huh. And I pounced on a couple things I've been wanting for a while. I kind of imagine you pouncing and rolling and diving amongst a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Like in a, like in a big ball pit. Kind of like that, actually. So again, as Karen's newbie gamer reviews, in the last week when I haven't had as much work to do for my college courses... Uh, the best tonic I've found for the hot weather mm-hmm. is playing a game called The Long Dark, which is basically the um, the setup of, his, of it is that there has been some sort of geothermal, uh, geomagnetic disaster, um, which has completely fried all, all electronics. And your character, you can pick between a man or a woman, um, has is a bush pilot whose plane has crashed in the middle of the Canadian wilderness. And you have to, basically the point of the game is to survive. Like right now, the there is going to be a story mode. They are working on it. But right now, um, what is available is the sandbox mode. Uh-huh. Where basically there are different, there are some challenges you can do. There are badges. But the sandbox is basically just like survive as long as possible. And there's a couple different levels of difficulty. I am still playing on like the beginner difficulty. I've got like 25 days of survival in the one of the beginner difficulties in one area and they're in the last update or maybe the update just before that they've actually added a couple new areas so there's some now like five different areas you can explore and basically you just walk over these all over these maps like picking up things you have to craft things like you can craft like a, a bow and arrow you can craft you can repair things you have to collect like different items of clothing and stuff because basically like it you're in the middle of the Canadian winterness in winter. So there is snow and blizzards and cold and you have to try and survive all that as well as like finding food and possibly killing food and like finding firewood and stuff like that. It is really cool. I really enjoy it. <laughs> and it's been really nice to unlike one days when it's like, oh my God, it's eight o'clock at night and it's still like 37 degrees Celsius outside to just like put in my headphones and just hear crunching snow. I was going to say, do you hear winds. crunching snow? Yeah. And, when, yeah. You're, when you're walking, you can hear your footsteps. It's nice. Like crunch, 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 crunch. And like howling winds, like there, when blizzards come in, you'll be, if you're inside one of the locations, 
you know, you can tell if there's a storm outside because you can hear the wind howling around the of the building. And, you know, and you have like a little meter that you can check to check your, um, how warm or cold you are, how tired you are, how thirsty you are, and how hungry you are. And it also shows you like what the, what it feel, what the temperature feels like based on like the type of clothes and stuff you're wearing. So like, you know, first thing you do, like when you walk out the door of wherever you're sleeping at night in the morning is like you hit that button so you can see it's like, okay, it feels like minus eight. Not a good time to go outside for very long. Because <laughs> basically it's zero and above. If it feels like, if you feel like zero and above because of either because of the, the actual, the actual weather outside or because of, you know, what you're wearing, you know, then you won't lose anything on your warmth meter. If it's below zero Celsius, I should say, um, if it's below zero Celsius, your warmth meter will gradually drop and you can freeze to death. You Yay. can starve to death. You can, you can fall from places. Like there's a couple of times I've, you know, fell down a hill that I was walking down or accidentally watched, walked off a little ledge or something. And like, you know, you can sprain wrists or break ankles or like, oh goody. And I'm on the easy mode right now. So the animals don't attack me. <laughs> but in the harder modes you wolves will attack you which is not which they admit in the beginning of the game is like that's not action actual thing in the real life wolves generally don't attack humans they generally will run away but you know for the purposes of the game they have changed it to make it a little more difficult you know bears will attack you yes and bears are much harder to kill than wolves in the game dude there's actually one challenge where like it begins with you getting mauled by a bear and you have to quickly like find shelter and medical stuff to patch yourself up or you die within seconds. Brilliant. And basically what happens is the bear like hunts you through the entire game, through the entire challenge. And you have to do, have to get through a certain amount of time or space without the, the bear actually killing you. Fantastic. I would have nightmares. <laughs> it's kind it, it's yeah. I, I haven't played on the, on the, Oh dear God, something's trying to kill me levels yet. But I'm really enjoying the game. This is so just far. you versus the weather elements yeah. at the moment. Just like base survival. I just kind of am, I would probably go really sadistic after a little while and go Snow White is sending those damn forest critters to kill me again, <laughs> that bitch. Well, and it's and the the graphics are gorgeous. Like there was one time I when I was exploring and I found out about like a fire watchtower and climbed it and sort of slept there for the night and woke up like early in the morning one morning and I was like I'm just gonna step outside just for a second just to see it and like the view from it like they have they have this is beautiful mountainy wilderness with pine trees and like a huge starry sky and light snow falling and the, the graphics are gorgeous but the other thing in the so in the sandbox mode the there are no other people it is just you yeah. well and frozen corpses um, that's creepy yeah which you can rifle through to find stuff really creepy <laughs> And like in the in the story mode, there will be other people, like characters, but for the moment, it's kind of weird in in sandbox mode because you are the only person. It's kind of like I am legend. Yeah, creepy. So yeah, the long dark. I really enjoy it. If you like sort of sandboxy exploring sort of things or survival things, like go for it. Especially like open ended stuff. And like I said, story mode will be active at some point later this year. I think. Okay, and last thing, there is actually a little farm not far from us that I have found out about in the last few weeks. It's called Link Farm. You can find them at www.lincfarm.com. They have sheep and pigs, and they are raising all their animals um, organically. 
they've partnered with a local vineyard and the vineyard i think the vineyard actually owns the land they're on but their sheep they have their sheep act as basically weed eaters okay (laughs) or you know they keep the weeds down in the vineyard. Like, they let the sheep loose in the vineyard nice. to, like, eat the weeds. Or, like, there's a picture of the of them near the, around the sign for the vineyard eating the grass around there. Okay. You know, and they give the vineyard their manure to help the, the vines. To, yeah, help grow the vines. They had an open shearing day earlier this year. Oh. Wish I'd known about this place before that. They have tours of the farm and... They have yarn and wool and also food from their animals. And again, all sustainably produced, all organically produced. They have, you can buy sheepskins um, as well as blankets from them. But of course, for us, like the main thing is like, I'm sorry, yarn. Yes, yarn. So yes, you can buy yarn. Basically what they do is they, their sheep, when they shear their sheep, it's given to Wellington Fibers, who we've mentioned before. Yes. (laughs) Because couple people we know have had including maggie have had fleeces processed by them they give it to wellington fibers and it's processed and spun into yarn by them and spun processed into roving processed into roving and spun into yarn. oh they can do it into yarn as well okay they do have roving as well um and they also have felted wool dryer balls but yeah you can get roving as well as yarn and for a lot of the yarns and for the some of the roving and stuff they're named by the sheep They're named for the sheep that they heard. Like, so I got a little bit of Brian earlier this year. That sounds dirty, and I'm leaving it at that. <laughs> yeah, it's a really fine two-ply yarn, so it's like a, a fingering mm-hmm. weight, I think. And it's a Finn and Rambouillet cross. Or there's Aurora, which is a three-ply yarn. Maybe more like a DK, I think, when I saw it. And it's a Rambouillet a white rambouillet you. They have all sorts of blacks and grays and marled yarns and ooh, lamb and llama. Handspun blend of white lamb's wool and chestnut llama. So there's some handspun in there too. But yeah, so it's an, a really cool um, source if you want to find, especially if you're Canadian and you want to find yarn which is sourced directly from an animal that is being... That is very local. Yeah, being like either local or at least, you know, in Ontario or Canada. And where you can actually like know the sheep that it came from. You can go and say hello. Yes. Yeah, you can actually go visit and say hello to the sheep. Um, They also have, I don't know if they have it on their website. When I went to the market that they were at, um, they also had lamb's wool. And their lamb's wool is just what's sheared off all their lambs combined. Mm. So it doesn't have a specific name, but... Like I said, a lot of them have the names attached. Ooh, that's really pretty. Gray, like a natural gray, roving from lavender. Aww. And it depends on the sheep and the breed and the the yardage and stuff, but it's generally about twenty five bucks for a skein of yarn. Which, considering how the ra- the how the sheep are raised and how it's processed, is not terribly surprising. I haven't actually started creating anything with Brian yet, but again, sounds so. Anyways. But it is it is it's very crisp right now, but it's still got it's. Still got a little bit of the, the processing oils and stuff in it. Um, and she said that when when it's washed, it blooms cool. quite a bit. So I will have to try something soon. Or even like just knit a little swatch so I can see what happens. But yeah, so that's Link Farm. And they have information on their website, again, about farm tours and open cheering days if you're in the area or passing through the area. Because they're in Niagara-on-the-Lake, which is fairly close to Niagara Falls, so if you're planning a trip trip to to Niagara Falls. And they're on Instagram and Twitter, too. So if you follow them on their Instagram, you will see lots of pictures of really cute sheepies. And they're cute sheepdogs. Who else would have a wedding picture wearing Wellington? (laughs) Wellies. 
Yeah. Among sheep. Yeah, it's basically it's a young couple, Martin and Juliet, that run the farm. They also have honey. Ooh, yummy. Unpasteurized honey from their farm. Wow. Their pigs are raised on a diet of foraged nuts from the forest and pasture, a soy and corn-free mix of non-GMO grains and legumes, and whey from Upper Canada cheese. So those are some pretty well-fed pigs. Yeah, they're well-fed. <laughs> they're better fed than some people. Yeah. So yay, local Canadian farm and local yarns. <sighs> Which is kind of what I'm looking forward to for Rhinebeck as well. It's just like small farms yeah. and like small production yarns. I eventually got to make myself another sweater. Yeah. Yeah, I know someday. <laughs> You gotta need something for you. Make something for yourself. I know, I know. Oh. Okay. Okay, so did we cover enough? I think that's enough for now. I hope so. <laughs> Anything else can wait for our next episode, which yeah. will hopefully not be too long. Yeah, we hope, hope not. Because <laughs> I got a couple weeks off before craziness starts again. <laughs> Yay. All right, everybody. Enjoy the Olympics while they're still on. Yep. I hope everybody, anybody who's competing in the Ravelinic Games. Wish you well. I wish you well. I, thanks to all the school stuff, I completely missed out on like, oh yeah, there was a deadline for, there was probably a deadline for a, an Olympic thing. That thing's coming up. I completely, with the whole vacation thing, I completely spaced out about the Olympics entirely. <laughs> yeah. I was trying to get those last couple assignments done and was just like, oh my God. And my programs, because all my programs were in July. So yeah. All right. We will see you next time. Yep. Bye. Oh, and in other news, did you see Tonga, by the way, in the opening ceremonies? Yeah. And guess what? His his event is Taekwondo. Mm-hmm. August 17th. I will be rooting for Tonga. <laughs> Bye, guys. Thanks for listening. You can find old episodes on iTunes or at our blog, where you can also see our show notes and comment. That's at knit1geek2.emptypockets.org. K-N-I-T-1 G-E-E-K-2 dot M-T dash P-O-C-K-E-T-S dot O-R-G. You can also find us on Twitter and Periscope at Knit1Geek2. You can contact us at Knit1Geek2 at gmail.com and search for a group on Ravelry using Knit1Geek2. There you'll find other knitters who enjoy geeky stuff that you can squeal along with and also where you can find updates on new episodes. And remember, in space, no one can hear you squee.